pirates we are born, pirates obey, we live on our ship, out on the sea, we rape and plunder every warrior gets in a way that's what happens in an Welcome back, guys. Welcome back, Buck Bros. Uh, tough one to be back with. Uh, I'm joined always by my fellow Buck Bros, Zach, Bryce, and John. Uh, terrible, terrible week as a Bucks fan and a Buck Bro. 35 to 7, we get manhandled by the 49ers in San Francisco. Just pretty awful game all around. Um, three of us were actually at a wedding not watching the game, so we didn't get to see the uh, any of the game probably for a good thing but one of us Zach was watching it Zach what did you see in the game other than just pain and misery oh I think provide more than just that's really what it was I mean it was really hard to watch um yeah I mean the credit to the 49ers that was like a complete game of football uh both sides of the ball they looked really good really efficient uh you know we struggled to tackle we struggled to get pressure but when we got pressure we couldn't get home just going back to the inability to tackle coverage was soft um McCaffrey you know had like PTSD from you know like his you know really good good, good days at uh Carolina so yeah I mean, and then on offense Brady gets you know maybe one Mississippi to make a decision to get the ball out he clearly doesn't trust the offense of line so even if he gets more time he just looks rushed missing throws like it was definitely the worst game i've seen tom brady play i think um like for full 60 minutes because there was no real like redemption i think there was flashes early that were taken away by penalties and then they just could not get going i don't know i mean i don't even know if i call it play calling because it just they just uh, they just manhandled us, like you said. I mean, they just they showed up really ready, and we looked flat. We looked slow. I, we just looked so much slower than they did. Like, we were uh, – it was hard to watch. Y'all really were lucky to not have to watch the game. Yeah, the experience for us was just through the phones. <laughs> and all of the texts were pretty much just – nothing ever good happened. We had one, what, touchdown that was taken away again by Donovan Smith – who needs to go for sure. He, I, I now know he's the devil that uh, needs to be removed. Get him away. Um, but yeah, it just looks, and you, know, you look at the stat sheet, you look at any of the highlights, um, nothing good to report. So I don't know if we need any more to say about this game. Braves, John, if you guys want to include anything that you popped up after the game, um, feel free to chime in here. We're now in a position where the Carolina Panthers can clinch the division by beating us on New Year's Day. Um, so we, I don't know what we're looking for this season, uh, but we haven't found it. Uh, after a performance like that, I, I did go back and, and catch some of the some of the highlights, and and like Bryce was saying, they're mostly all lowlights. There's really nothing of value that this team is doing in any aspect whether it be special teams or defense or off, we're, we're just not performing at all. And so if it wasn't for the fact that the rest of the division is so terrible, uh, we might even be talking draft picks at this point in the season, if it wasn't for the fact that the NFC South is so much worse than we are. So, I mean, 
uh, I'm starting to get to the point to where maybe we consider sitting Brady and bringing in Kyle Trask to see what he has going for him because it it looks to me like this season is probably a wash even if we do backpedal into the playoffs. So maybe it's time to see what else we have going forward because the draft is going to be important and maybe it's time to start considering tanking uh, and not ending up with a middle-of-the-pack pick. Hey, Brocasters. Yeah, uh, not a whole lot to even talk about from a highlight standpoint with this game. Glad I didn't get to watch any of it. Enjoyed the wedding instead. That was a lot of fun. Um, I don't know, John. I, I disagree. I don't know if, you know, I don't really care, you know, if Brady's not playing the best ball of his career. This is still the GOAT. I want to enjoy and watch every minute he wears a Bucks jersey. So I hope they do start him, obviously, in the next four games. I know they will. So we don't have to worry about that. Um, but the objective is still to win the division. Like, that should be our mindset. And I think Todd Bowles, I have disagreed with a lot that he has done this year, but I totally agree with what he said. It's now come down. I mean, it should have never come down to this point where we have four games of the season, but you've got four games left. This team really needs to decide what it wants to be. Like, it, it has been wildly inconsistent all season. I'll even say this. It's been wildly inconsistent on the defensive side of the ball. It has been consistently awful on the offensive side of the ball this year. And the stars of this of this team just aren't making plays. And Tom Brady had a terrible game, obviously. Um, I don't think anybody on the offense did anything worth mentioning. Uh, the defense couldn't tackle, missed sacks. And even when we did get a good play, it was negated by a penalty. So it's, it's crunch time, but the division's still there. We control our own destiny. All we really have to do is beat our two remaining division opponents in Carolina and Atlanta and win the division. Um, I think somebody on Twitter, I think it was John Layard or uh, someone like that nature from pewterreport.com kind of mentioned what you said, John, that, you know, it would be better in the long term for the Bucks to consider not winning the division and getting a higher draft pick. I couldn't disagree more with that. Um, you have to go on your team. You should try. I mean, you should always try to win a division when it's attainable. You should always make the playoffs. I, a true Bucks fan would never want to not make the playoffs. We, we spent 10 years between, or I'm not more than that, 13 years between playoff appearances. I don't, I'd rather watch our team go to the playoffs and make no noise than to not reach the playoffs. And then when Brady eventually leaves, which could be this offseason, <laughs> we're back to not making the playoffs for quite some time. So let's go win the division. Let's go do it. I don't know how, how we're not, how can we not win this division? Atlanta and Carolina are not motivated to win this division. Atlanta's sitting Mariota and starting Ritter for the rest of the season. Carolina have an interim head coach. So to attract a head coach, they need to have a good draft pick. The only team that's built to win now in the division is the Saints, and they're at the bottom of the division. So as much as like it might make you know sense for the long-term future of the team to tank and try to get a good draft pick, I, you have to out-tank other teams in your own division because there's there's Carolina has no incentive to make the playoffs other than pride and maybe like getting a job at your next team. But from like an organizational standpoint, they want to hire the best coach they can. They want a top ten draft pick. Atlanta's already admitted basically that by benching Mariota. So, I mean there's no planning ahead to me. Like this is, it's too big to fail. Like we're, we're going to have to win this division because someone has to win it. And unless the saints were back, but this is like an embarrassing division to be a part of right now where half the teams don't want to win it. 
and the other two teams don't look good enough to win it, but someone's got to win it. I, but I, I, I didn't think Brady needed to be out there at that game. I don't, I don't know how you bench him because he'd kill you, but I don't know. I, that was really frustrating. I, I'm still, like, frazzled by it. I told my wife before I recorded this how much I did not want to record and like talk about this game because it was so hard to watch. Uh, it was so bad. Sorry. I don't know, but I think, I mean, we're all within two games. I think the Saints are just two games behind us. I think any team, you know, whether you're shaping up for the future or not, if you have two games, you know, if you're behind two games with four games to go, you're still going to try to win. Anybody can get in. You may not have a shot chance in hell, but, you know, any chance in the playoffs, I think people will go for. But the key here is we are in a position where the first we're still first place. We still have a game lead over Atlanta and Carolina, and we still have the division within our grasp if we win the last two games. So we still have something to look forward to, still have things to talk about. So we're going to move past this game, but it's no rest for the weary as the Bengals are our next opponent and the Bengals are looking just as good as the 49ers. I think they're nine and four after their win against the Browns. Uh, Burrow and company coming in with uh, a lot of swag to their game and, and they're starting to get their star players back. I think Jamar Chase is back for the couple games now. So doesn't look like it's going to get any easier in our road here. Any, any hope in this one for you guys? Uh, or did San Fran kind of stomp it out of you? Nothing would surprise me more than for us to beat the Bengals. That is fully what I expect to happen this weekend. And not because we're a better team than them, but they'll, they'll, they'll do everything wrong and it'll be a learning experience for them going into their playoff run to lose to us late in the season. I just, they look for real to me. Um, I watched them come back and beat uh, Kansas city earlier in the season. And I've watched some of their games. They look for real and I'm nervous that they could really show out on us. I think they're a much better team than the 49ers, and I think they could put it on us pretty badly. I just – I know our team, and we have a, a surprising way to upset occasionally. And so I think this is one where we may come out and win, think everything's all right, and then Christmas morning uh, they shit the bed just to, you know, warm us all up that morning. Um, but, but yeah, I, uh, I don't know what to expect from this game, but a, a win does not seem unlikely. Yeah, I um... – you know, the, the nice thing about this game is it is at home. Uh, we, we do have a winning record at home this year. Um, I know two of those games came down to the last minute or the last drive, but nonetheless, it's at home. Yes, the Bengals are another tough opponent. You know, Joe Burrow is an up-and-coming, you know, if not one of the most elite quarterbacks in the league this year. Jamar Chase is obviously an elite wide receiver. Uh, their defense doesn't really have stars, but they they play pretty sound. So I mean, that's it's a, again a challenging defense that, and nothing that I've seen this year tells me to expect anything different. Like I don't expect us to go put thirty points on the board uh, in this game because we haven't done it. We've done it. We've done it once against the Chiefs, and that's it. So the offense is is what it is. It's, it's going to struggle to score twenty points. I do think the defense probably has a better game. Again, I, I think it was an anomaly what we saw in, you know, San Francisco. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong. That tends to not happen too often in the National Football League. If you kind of look at 
our you know our games this year most of them have been one score affairs where we either come up on the winning side or the losing side uh you know right now more losing side than winning side but we're sitting at six and seven um so i'm i'm cautiously optimistic you know i think brady probably has a bounce back game you know compared to what he did against the niners i i i don't think he'll look that bad again um but and then, like I said, I think the defense does step up and, and will not surrender 35 points against the, uh, the Bengals. But it, it's a tough team. Um, John, I believe that Christmas game is Christmas night, so we won't have to worry about waking up Christmas morning to any disappointment. <laughs> you can spend the whole day enjoying your Christmas, and then when Christmas night comes around, you can go to bed disappointed. So I just want to point that out. Nothing like going to bed disappointed on Christmas. And then the other thing that I'm hoping with the Bengals is is that they're looking past us. Uh, Because after us, the three games the Bengals have to round out their season are the Patriots, the Bills, and the Ravens. So they're still competing with the Ravens to try to, uh, you know, win that division, especially with Lamar being out. So my hope is is that they're going to do what we do, which is look past a supposedly easy opponent. They're going to look past the weaker part of their schedule and maybe give one up um, where they shouldn't. And, and that's really what I'm hoping now is that uh, I'm hoping that they see us as the inferior opponent that we are and we exploit that and beat them by three or, you know, four points here at the end of the game. I'm not very optimistic. Uh, their offense is really good. Last two weeks, they've looked really good. Obviously, like the Chiefs game, game is just, you just got to, you know, boat racing. But, and they did. But, they looked really good against the Browns with Deshaun back. I believe Jacoby played a couple snaps, but um, they looked really good against the Browns, a team I watched a struggle against. Uh, so that's not very promising. Um, I don't know. Their offense is very scary. Jamar Chase is right back where he was before the injury. They've got depth at receiver. Joe Mixon is a great running back. Um and we can't tackle, and that's, to me, like, when I think of Jamar Chase, he's in that, like, company of, like, if you don't tackle him the first time, like, he's gone, like, house call. So, I, I worry about them being able to take the top off the defense. Um, offensively, I mean, their defense is ranked right al- alongside ours. So, I mean, they're not, like, the most imposing defense. Hopefully, we can get some some protection for Brady. Um I'm not trying to be all doom and gloom, but it's just, it hasn't looked good for a long time. Like since the Seattle game, it just hasn't looked good. And uh, a nine win team coming in who's just beaten the Chiefs and a divisional opponent riding high. I don't know. I'm, I'm concerned. I'd love to see the win. It, it would definitely be against the run of form that we've had. I mean, the thing I'll say is that we tend to be just so up and down it's just like every you know win loss win loss win loss like we can't get a streak going the right way so maybe we'll we'll get a win here and we'll just keep alternating i don't know but i'm not very enthusiastic going into the game i i think we could look if we looked slow against the niners i'm worried we're going to look really slow against this Bengals team they have a lot of speed so um and you have to rattle burrow but i don't know how you can because he seems to be in joey burr mode right now so they know. did lose to the Browns earlier this season. They got blown out, thirty-one to thirteen. Yeah, but he's in Joey Burr mode now. 
Oh, he's feeling. Do you see it? No, no, the, yeah, the Kansas no, I'm City you, game. I've a couple of their games. They look all great. swag. All swag. I mean, I think the one thing is if you can get out. Not that we've been able to accomplish this at all this season, but if you were to get out to a early lead, might change some of the way we, the game is played. Right? You don't have to play catch up. You can establish a run game. You can get after Joe Burrow a little bit more than you would if you had to, you know, constantly be playing catch up and not give up points. Right? You can't really take risk when you're playing from behind. If you playing ahead. Uh, especially the Todd Bowles defense gets a little bit more aggressive, can create a little bit more, you know, opportunities for turnovers. I mean, they were there last game. I didn't see it, but, you know, uh, on the radio, I heard, you know, we picked off Purdy, but unfortunately got called back on a holding call, right? Uh, there was a fumble we recovered. So, I mean, we did get turnovers last game. We just couldn't do anything with them. And then, like, you know, we missed touchdowns. Like, you know, Donovan Smith wasn't such a fucking – horrible offensive tackle this season uh there's a touchdown to mike evans makes it a 7-7 game uh tom brady you know didn't throw a duck on fourth and one there's another touchdown to mike evans completely wide open in the back of the um end zone on fourth and one as it was 21 to nothing right um chris godwin was completely you know pushed you know like you know he, he was ready to go out for a route run. i think it was 14 nothing and no P.I. called him. The guy clearly pushed him off his route five yards, you know, beyond the line of scrimmage. So not to get into whether or not the refs were terrible last game, but it's just execution. If we can execute, which is a big if, because they haven't done it all season. Like, it yeah, just like Bryce happened. says, you know, Bryce um, a point. If we're a better team uh, and we fix <laughs> yeah, the problems that we have, you know, we, we, we look like a better – I bet you we could be a better team, like Bryce says, if we start playing like a better team. That's all we have to do is, like, do the things we haven't been doing, get out to an early lead, put some points on the board, give Brady a little bit of time, have him hit some receivers, and we've got it locked up. Like, you know what I mean? Two more plane crashes I'm just, I'm the just playoffs. learning from Byron Leftwich's press conferences. Hey, if you just score more points than the other team, that's the goal, right? Just to win football games, that's what you got to do. So – it's shades of Jameis saying, uh, you know, take away the interceptions on balling. Better check your sheet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I will say one thing. Y'all didn't see it and you weren't watching, but uh, with Darden gone, what's his name, Tompkins? He looked comfortable fielding punts. We only had to do it a couple times because we couldn't stop nobody. But he looked comfortable doing it. I'm glad he was sitting on our practice squad for like 10 weeks while we continue to let Darden, you know, run five yards to the sideline every time he touched the ball. God, you know, I did, I'm glad there was a bright spot or silver lining to that game that maybe we have somebody in the kick return game that can actually do something. Well, we didn't get shut out and we heard Debo Samuel. So, I mean, we definitely lost badly, but we threw some salt in their, in their <laughs> eye before we left. I, Debo only had a mild MCL sprain or something, so didn't hurt him that badly. Uh, but fortunate for Debo, you know, I don't like to see anybody get hurt. Um, I do. No, fuck that guy. <laughs> I'm hoping just for a competitive game. <laughs> Is that all you got? Early Christmas, an early Christmas gift, a competitive game from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That would be great. That's my extensive analysis. It's, uh, it'd be a good first day of Hanukkah. Is yeah. that the first day of Hanukkah? Is it the 18th? I don't know. I'm not Jewish. No, the game. Is the, is the game on the 18th? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm quoting Hanukkah. It starts on the 18th. 
Yes, then yes, it is. Okay, Mazal. Well, you better start sparking up your menorahs, get the lights going, because the lights are going to be on at Raymond James Stadium. That's where the stars come out, and we got to pick our stars for the game coming up. Not a whole lot to pick from last game. Hopefully, they'll be better. The stars will be brighter this game. Who are you guys going with for your fantasy player of the week? My first? I think Zach. I think it is, yeah. Didn't Zach go first? He, he literally took the first pick last Oh, well, yeah, he did take I it. have no memory of that, yeah, actually. Right, right. <laughs> then let me jump right in here and tell you that I'm going to take Jake Carmada as my uh, secret weapon of the week. I think he pins him inside the 10 at least twice, and we use that to our advantage to slow Joe Burrow down. That is going to be our weapon this week. He bounces back, has a great game, and is the weapon we expect him to be going forward. Jay Carmada, punter, you can't start him. He ain't going to get no fantasy points, but he is my key to the game. I'm going to continue on this off the, you know, beaten fantasy path, and to honor, you know, the first night of Hanukkah, I'm going to go with the star of Levante, David, um, as my key player of the game. Uh, Levante looked great against the Saints. Uh, I think, he, you know, he's obviously the best, I think, the best player on the defense still outside of uh, Antoine Winfield Jr., who just hasn't been able to be on the field this year. But I think he has a big game, um, creates a turnover or two. Uh, Levante, you're the man. I can't find the long snapper's name in time. So <laughs> for my pick on fantasy, I don't, I, I, I'm trying to think of a good one to go with the theme of something that's not a true fantasy. <laughs> Is Zach Triner still not our long snapper? He may be. I don't know. That's why I can't pick him. So let's go with, let's go with my boy, Will Goldston. He's not he he's he's more of a of a sure guy, but I just I, I think he's gonna have some run stuffs. I think he's gonna have a couple tackles for loss, plugging it up like always. I'm, I'm gonna give a little love for Mr. Golson out there. The Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee. That's a great pick. What am I am I confused as to what this segment is? This is no, fantasy I, players, right? I think it was just keys to the game. <laughs> John changed it. You got to keep up. He, uh, you got to keep up with the way things are going. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, my keys to the game. Okay. I'm going to pick. Uh, I was really prepared to just pick a player who I'd want to get fantasy points, not some. Like <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Carl Nassib still out there, Nacho. You know, if I mean? Ali if Ali was still on the team, I could pick him because he's Jewish. Maybe he'd ball out for Hanukkah, but he's not here. I'll still pick Ali Marpet. I hope he has a great first night of Hanukkah with his family. I hope he doesn't have to watch any teams he used to play for lose. So uh I'll go with Ali Marpet. There's gotta be another Jewish player on the team. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There's, there's like 63 of them. So they don't keep lists anymore. So like 53 of them. So the odds are in your favor. I don't know how you're like. I Googled Jewish players in the NFL and Ali Marpet popped up. Yeah, it was like six players. It was like six players and like two in the Hall of Fame. They didn't really give me like a full. 
breakdown of everybody. Can I just pick like a real person? <laughs> like their pass defense isn't like that great. So I'd like take a wide receiver and get points. Like I get something. Okay, yeah, Chris Godwin. Okay. Key of the game. Hey, Chris Godwin. Go Chris Godwin. I actually do have him on fantasy. So uh, although I have a bye week, I, I got I secured the first overall seed in my my fantasy league. So uh get to enjoy just having a week without concern. I got knocked out because combined Nick Chubb and Saquon Barkley got eight points. Wow, six of that was Saquon. <laughs> I beat Tyler by point zero two points this week. Yeah, had he missed the postseason, he would have lost his mind. But luckily, Dakota also. So, if Dakota had won, it would have been so glorious. I got the text that said two hundredths of a point. Okay, <laughs> calm down. You made the playoffs. Relax. Well, those are great fantasy picks. Um, they're going to have to come strong. <laughs> Both the punter, the I wish jacket. that punting was a fantasy stat. Like, you know, I'm sure a 70 yard punt gets you five fantasy points. It is know? a, it is a, it is a fantasy. You can add punters to your fantasy. Yeah. Can you I'm really? Sure some links. You could have him as a defensive player, like Levante David could be your defense. Two points for every punt pinned inside the 20. Three if it's pinned inside the 10. Yeah, but then you lose points on touchbacks. Like, there is, like, a whole scoring thing on it. So, if you have a good punter like Camardo, like, you get you get a fraction on distance and then a bonus on pinning inside of, like, the, you know, 20, 10, or 5, and then you lose points on touchbacks. Camardo's good if he's, like, you know, 70 yards away from the end zone, <laughs> but that man has no touch when he's, like, punting yeah. within, like, you know, the opponent's 50 or 40, it's always a touchback. He's perfect for our offense. He gets a lot of long punts. Yeah, exactly. He's good on three and outs. Yeah. Well, there you have it, Buck Bros. This season in a nutshell, we're a first-place team, and we're talking about how our punter might be our best fantasy player. So that's the story of the 2022 Buccaneers. It's going to continue to happen right in front of us. We're going to keep Come into the podcast, keep all of you informed with our thoughts on the Buccaneer season, even after losses like this last one. Let's hope it doesn't happen again. But for now, we'll see you guys next week. We sign off here as always. Go Bucks. Go, Go Bucks. Bucks. Go Bucks. It's plus three and a half, but that's probably not. I was okay, wondering, good. though, like, how many kids are, like, Jewish kids are taking Yeezys off their Hanukkah wish list this year. They're like, God damn, we're going to go in there and change that one out. Send them to me. I've still got all mine. <sighs> Can I pick an actual comfortable player? Shoes? You should are pick an actual player. They're the most comfortable shoes. Like, they are hands down the most comfortable shoes. You, um, almost like you could walk that's all, that's all it through the desert in those shoes. You could walk very far in the desert yeah <laughs> you, you could build pyramids in them you could, all you kinds could of part stuff the red shoes. sea in those shoes yeah <laughs> uh. you know how long a candle would stay lit if it was lit by Yeezys come on <laughs>